Welcome to the Cornerstone Church podcast. Thanks for tuning in for another week. We've been working our way through the spiritual fruit that is described in Galatians chapter 5. These qualities, these characteristics that the Lord grows inside each of his people. And uh, you can listen to the ones that we've done already in our catalogue alongside lots of other things on cornerstonechurchkingston.org. You can listen to sermons, read articles, find out uh, when and where we, uh, we meet on Sundays. And but today we're back in Galatians five, and we're going to be thinking about this this fruit of kindness. Um, yeah. So we we've, we've seen that that, that um, parts of the fruit of the spirit working in our lives, the whole picture of growing in our lives. You know, uh, we're gonna, we should be you know not only aiming to grow, we should definitely be growing as Christians in these things. But it doesn't mean to say every Christian you know, is the same, you know, it depends where we start off and, you know, all, ki- all kinds of things, isn't it? So I love, I love C.S. Lewis's thing when, when um, a bloke complains about this woman in the church, you know, she's a, she's a, you know, terror or whatever it is he says. And, and he says, yeah, but you should have known her before she was a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's basically where we're at, isn't it? We're all, we're all, way behind (laughs) what we should be Mm. but the lord is working on us and should be producing fruit in us and so we're now at this fruit of kindness Mm. so it's love joy peace patience kindness Mm. and it's an interesting word isn't it people have been trying to sort of bring this word up a lot sort of in the secular world or not a lot but they have tried to bring it up because of the lack of kindness that's on social media Mm. the instant hatred and calling of names and uh, putting people into categories uh, just because you believe one thing about something then you must believe all of what that group believe in and you're thrown into these Mm. categories and just the unkindness in allowing people to speak or to express themselves or even ask a question Mm. without being sort of maligned as Hitler or Nazis or Mm. how dare you and uh, it's quite an ugly world isn't it and quite a scary world i think isn't it mm. uh, the lack of kindness and so people have been trying to talk about kindness. yeah be kind they? isn't it it's yeah. okay well it's everywhere it's in like mm. it's always in primary schools and junior schools isn't it like be kind and that's on the walls and it's it's even like um on tube stations and things isn't it like Is please it? treat our yeah oh yes that's right yeah with kindness and respect yeah. um, mm. and um do you remember the, the sort of the british values <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah. Like, you don't see that anymore. But a few no. years ago, I didn't think a, anyone knew what they were. No, no. I think kindness was one of those British values mm. that they were pushing. Yeah, in mm. schools and things. Of course, Paul wasn't British when he wrote this, <laughs> and the Christians weren't British uh, when he wrote this. I don't they think. were probably but, very yeah. unkind. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think they were. Yeah, um, yeah, and and I mean, I suppose thinking thinking about a definition of that, um, it's quite interesting that in the Old Testament there, there's there's this this word which which combines lots of the ideas in this section on the fruit of the spirit, and it's a word which means love and faithfulness and kindness, and it's often used about God what He shows to us, and it's kind of a a loving commitment, come what may, to bless a person or a group of people it's going to just be a faithful it's a disposition of i love you and i'm going to do good to you and i'm going to stay with you that, that it's a lovely word um but when you come to the new testament you know you find these different there's different ways of talking about that we have a word for faithfulness and love and kindness and 
I guess when you think about those illustrations from the tube station and the be kind kind of, so it, it means something like um, be understanding, doesn't it? Um, mm. Try to see things from someone else's view, be empathetic, you know, try to understand what they might be thinking. Don't be rude, that would be the opposite, mm. or short. Um, listen to other people, respect what they say. Um, I guess it would go further than that in our world, which would be sort of don't challenge my identity or who I allow me to be what I want to be. Be kind. Don't don't sort of challenge me on anything. Um, yeah, be uh, and often be kind as I'm being unkind. Mm. You know, the, the, it goes that far, doesn't it? Yeah. So you know, you go to a group of lads that are smashing up the the local play park, and you challenge them, and they're like, "Who are you? Who are mm. you? Who are you? Mm. Do what I like." sort of thing mm. and then you feel like you've been unkind sort of thing mm. things what is interesting is that the early church were called the kind ones because christ the, the greek word for christ and the greek word for kind there's only one letter difference so christos christ and krestos uh, the i and the e change is kind mm. and so christians were followers of christ and they it was muddled up mm. they become the kind ones and when you look at those early Christians, how kind they were. Although they may not have been seen specifically as kind because, well, they were, but they were challenging also systems. Mm. So their kindness was challenging the system of dumping girl babies uh, because you wanted a male baby. You just sort of basically dumped a girl and let, left her to die when she was born. The Christians were going and rescuing those females, uh, yeah. uh, those little babies. And so they were showing kindness, yeah. but the kindness was a challenge to the system. And that's what therefore was even seen as rebellion. Mm. So that, that kindness was seen as a rebellion in the Roman, Roman era. It's quite interesting, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's quite important because it, I mean, like some of these other things, they, kindness can be confused with a particular personality type. Mm. can't it mm. you know like a kind person will always be soft spoken <laughs> slow to speak very gentle will never raise their voice smiley. never challenge anything smiley that's how a kind person is mm. um and perhaps more often than not that may well be the case but um it we mustn't confuse those two things because as you just say it's possible to be very kind and to be seen as a challenging mm. rebel by some and to have a very strong sense of what is morally right and wrong and uh you know, you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna collapse under that. So, um, yeah, that's important, I think, because um, we can often look at people around us and say, "Well, they're very kind," and if that we say that because they smile and wave at us across the street, or they do the occasional small thing. I think I think kindness, the rubber hits the road with kindness, doesn't it? When it's not easy to be smiley or happy, mm. um, when someone offends you what is your response then um because kind kindness is very um uh what's the word there's a it, it's not um words escape me when there's a clause well if you take mm. jesus in in luke 6 he says um but love your enemies yeah so hold it you know are we meant to be kind to our enemies well love your enemies do good to them mm. And lend to them without expecting to get anything back. So there's a lot of giving there. Yeah. These are the enemies, not friends, remember. Yeah. Uh, then your reward will be great and you will be the sons of the Most High, so sons of God, because he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Mm. 
So there's where you know real kindness is coming out is when when your enemy you're being kind to that that which which hates you, yeah. mm. which is quite extraordinary, isn't it? And that's it? what makes it a spiritual fruit, yeah. isn't it? Because there are that will come onto them. There are counterfeits and imitations, mm. and you know we will all know friends and family and neighbours who, who 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 are kind in in one sense. You know they they're kind people. They're generous. They're understanding. They are respectful. They don't turn their music up really loud till midnight. They turn it down because they're conscious of the fact that you've got kids and you might want to, you know, there's a kindness that is shown, isn't there? But mm. I suppose what makes it uh, uniquely spiritual in this sense is that it, that will even move towards enemies, you know, and it will even repay good for evil yeah. um, because we know that, that Christ is into that sort of stuff. So Yeah, I mean, again, in, Je- in Jeremiah, in Jeremiah uh, it says about the Lord here, which I, it sort of extends kindness because it says, I, I am the Lord, and that's the covenant name for God, you know, Yahweh, who exercises kindness and then it sort of goes on, it pushes that. Mm-hmm. Kindness, justice and righteousness on earth for these I delight. Uh, 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 for these I delight, declares the Lord. So it's not just being kind to your enemy. You mm. would want justice. Mm. Uh, so you, you, you might need to bring an enemy to justice, mm. but you don't want injustice, do you, done upon them. Mm. You don't want, you know, you, you, want, you want to make sure that it's done properly, that there's mm. proper justice yeah. done. And you get this in, in wars, don't you? So instead of, um, you know, all Russians must be, uh, must be like Putin, uh, uh, all the Russian armies must have done these outrageous things uh, to Ukraine. That there's, there's a th- sense where you want to say, look, there are outrageous things d- done. People do need to be brought to justice. But even my enemies, we've got to do this properly. We don't just line up. Um, you know anybody that's a Russian mm. and shoot them. Mm. We don't we don't mistreat them because they've mistreated us. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of of, of that, isn't yeah. there? The, the you know people talk about you know hell the darkest hell isn't good enough for them. Mm. That you know they need to be shot. I hope they suffer. We need to torment them. Mm. That is actually not a Christian approach, is it? Yeah. You may have done wrong. You do need justice. You do need to be imprisoned mm. or. The, the weight of the law come against you, but we want to do this uh, with kindness. And mm. that's why our prisons are absolutely appalling, aren't they? Because you put people in prison and they're in a, they're in a room for 23 hours plus a day. That is not how to treat a human being, whatever they've done. There should be some kindness towards them, even if they are an enemy and even if they do need punishing. Mm. Yeah, I suppose, is it possible to be a kind judge? <laughs> Yes, even if you are bringing people to justice, mm. you can still be kind. And you can get an unkind judge as well. Mm. So it's not the judgment on people that's kind or unkind, is it? Yeah. Um, mm. It would be unkind to not judge people in lots of ways because they're victims. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. you'd be compromising on the truth, and that's mm. never a kind thing. Mm. Um, I mean, I think in the Bible as well, as uh, alongside extending kindness to enemies and those who don't deserve it, I think you often find the phrase, the word kindness, um, when when somebody moves in generous love towards someone who is of a 
lower or less deserving mm. position than them. Yeah. And there's lots of that. So David and Mephibosheth is a good example. Ruth, uh, Ruth and Boaz is an, is another great example. And the word kindness is used in the, um, you know, uh, in the book of Ruth um, quite a lot. And so you, you've got this idea that there's Boaz, who's, you know, a godly, um, very successful um, businessman um, in, in God's land. And then you've got Ruth the Moabitess, um, uh, and that's a pagan land. Uh, you know, she would have grown up and been associated with false gods. And so, in one sense, would have deserved nothing from God's people. And yet she comes back in with Naomi. And uh, Naomi and Ruth just cannot believe um, how kind Boaz is to them. You know, he takes them in, he gives them food, he even goes on to marry Ruth and redeems that whole family and that whole story and that whole line. And, yeah, the point is that that's what's really kind. She didn't deserve that. He didn't have to do that. And yet he chose to protect her and bless her. Um, and so you often, I think you do often find the word when it's when it's sort of traveling over ethnic or social barriers you know, in order to bring... bring well, you, you mentioned David and Mithibosheth. Yeah. Which is a hard word to say. Um, uh, but it's worth telling that story because mm. I think a lot of people won't know that. You've got it, in, I think you've got it in front of I you. Do, yeah, it's from 2 Samuel uh, chapter 9. Um, David's asking, uh, is there anyone left uh, who I can still show kindness to um, in the house of Saul for Jonathan's sake? Mm. So David loves Jonathan. Um, they have a very close... And Saul was his enemy. Saul's his enemy. Yeah. But he wants to show kindness to someone in that house for the sake of his friend, Jonathan. So is there anyone who's connected to this man I love, um, who I can bless, who I can be kind to? Um, and then something very strange happens because you would think they would bring out sort of the best of the best. Um, but he's going to show kindness to the house of an enemy. Okay, well, let's get the best person we can find. But actually the person, the only person that there is, is a lame man um, uh, who is a son of Jonathan, who's lame in both feet. So he's a cripple who in biblical times would have been sort of bottom of the pile. So here's a man at the bottom of the pile in the house of the enemy. Um, is David going to show kindness to him? Um, and he does. Mm. And he shows mm. kindness to him. Um, mm. uh, and he, Mephibosheth actually says this to, to David. He says, what is your servant that you should notice a dead dog? like me mm. and a dog was you know what you called a gentile or a dirty sort of filthy person sort of a mutt not anyone not a human and not only is he a dog but he's a dead dog yeah <laughs> so he's like why would you breathe life into this dead dog um and it's uh because of the connection to jonathan it's mm. because he he knows uh, mm. the man he loves and and then one of uh, jesus's most famous uh, parables is is uh, you know the the, the parable of the good samaritan isn't mm. it and again you've got kindness to someone who is from a completely different race and uh didn't like each other you know again yeah. you've got that amazing picture of kindness isn't it that goes way over the top you know here's a man who's from a different tradition and picks him up and takes him and pays for him to go into the into the into the inn even though he's unconscious and gives the innkeeper enough money yeah. to keep it going, comes back and makes sure he's okay. And all this is pictures of, mm. of God's kindness to mm. us, isn't it, mm. in, in Christ. And again, it's that, it's, it's just, again, it's that unexpectedness about it, isn't there? Because um, you've got you know, the, the Pharisee and the lawgiver going past first, and they would be the ones you, you would think might help because they're of the same mm. 
race, you know, but they don't. It's the it's the unexpected kindness that goes across national borders, isn't it? That's what makes it, you know. Kind. And that sh- and it shows up religion very yeah, often, yeah, there, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? Because these blokes probably had very good excuses for not stopping for yeah. this bloke that's been beaten up and left as dead. Yeah. Because they've got to get to the sermons temple. to give. Uh, they've whatever. got sermons to give. They've yeah. got people. Uh, that are relying on them as high priests, if mm. they touch that body that might be dead, mm. they can't do the high priest job. They can't do their priestly job. So mm. they have every right to pass by. Yeah. But that's what Jesus is showing. Hey, you know, religion that, that and as it says in James, you know, the religion that, that God likes mm. is to show kindness to the orphan, to the, you yeah. know, to yeah. the person who's beaten up. Yeah. So, yeah, so well, this is really at the heart of Christianity. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's good. And and actually, just thinking about that that religion, that's uh, and the way in which they would have tried to justify it, might be a good a good way to move into the kind of counterfeits of of this. Uh, that would be one of them, wouldn't it? You know, um, well, you you justify it because there's other worthwhile things to do, which mean you can just ignore an opportunity for kindness. Um, flattery, I think, would is one is a counterfeit, yeah. um, and you do find lots of warnings against that in the proverbs. And uh, and a flatterer would be someone who w- would, to somebody's face, would be very, very kind and would speak very positively of them. You're the best at this. You're brilliant. You know you, and but actually they don't they don't really mean it. Um, <laughs> so it's really the motive there is I want you to think that I am a kind person. And I'm willing to say things that I don't believe in order to reach that end. Um, I think Warren Wearsby, the Bible commentator, had a great line where he says, flattering is something you would say to someone's face that you would never say behind their back. Gossip is something you say behind their back that you'd never say to their <laughs> face. Um, and it's really good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's it's what a really good. Does. They say stuff to your face which I don't believe. Yeah. But it's a counterfeit because it sounds to every ear who hears it like a kind mm. thing, but yeah. it's not. Something off, off the back of that, which is similar but slightly different, is um, just always being uh, overly positive about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone might say, mm-hmm. someone who avoids all conflict or never calls anyone out or never you know, rebukes or instructs anyone is a kind person. And if you rebuke someone, that's unkind. Um, yes. Whereas it's not necessarily unkind to rebuke someone. So a, a counterfeit is just being nice all the time. Mm. And someone would say, oh, they're such a kind person. They wouldn't mm. hurt a fly. Mm. You know, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and that isn't always, that isn't the full measure of what being kind is, is it? No, no. Um, and in fact, it may be the total opposite, mightn't yeah. it? You know, because if someone's driving off the edge of a cliff and in the name of kindness, you refuse to warn them. Yeah. In what sense was that a kind <laughs> act? Exactly. You know, I mean, yeah, so that's that's right. I think about this, um, I remember reading a thing on the BBC a while ago where uh, there, was, there was someone... Um, invited on, I think, the breakfast show, and a doctor watching at home noticed a lump or an abnormality on that person's neck mm. and sort of messaged the BBC saying, that person you were interviewing, I think they should go and see a doctor. And it turned out that they did have a sort of cancerous tumour growing in their neck. Wow. It was identified by this doctor watching at home. Wow. Um, and so that's a kind thing to have done. Um, but sometimes it's an uncomfortable reality that you're bringing people into. Mm. Um yeah, and and you know the the idea uh, that I mean I, I remember um, you know at my son's school they were trying to be kind to all the parents and say everybody can get an A, uh, everybody uh, you know it, you just believe in yourself and you can get an A and it was not true that was not true in fact it was extremely unkind 
because they weren't getting A's. They were getting C's. Mm. And what they were doing was doing as well as they can. And a C was brilliant. Mm. Good on you. You've done a C. You didn't get a D. You got a C. Mm. Yeah. That's really terrific. And this whole sort of thing, you can be what you want to be, mm. is extremely unkind. And so you see that, didn't you? you in the early days, I don't know, I haven't seen X Factor for years, but in the early days, you know, they put up unkindly, didn't they? Mm. People that could not sing. Yeah. Mm. And uh, when it was a, mostly a singing competition, uh, they just couldn't sing. And they were there for us to laugh at. But they then said... You're wrong, Simon Cowell, because everybody's told me I can sing. Yeah. Well, that's unkind, isn't right, it? Yeah. You know, that's it, it, it's best to say, actually, you can't sing, but let's enjoy singing. Yeah. You mm. can go to church, you can sing out of tune. It's fantastic. Really enjoy singing, mm. but you're, you should never be a pop star because you can't sing. Although I think most pop stars probably can't sing, so maybe that's a way in. Yeah. So that's not kind, mm. is it, to let people believe yeah. in no. something that is not true? No, it may sound kind in the moment that speech is being given, yeah. but it will lead to the humiliation of people, mm. which is well, You were talking about um, uh, you know, people who drink the other day at one of our men's meetings and you know how suddenly drink emboldens people in Megaloof or whatever. Yeah. They, they, they think they're Superman and they can climb up or they think they can jump from the balcony to, the, the, swimming, to pool. the swimming pool. Yeah. And we, we've just heard that. It's unkind, isn't it? Yeah. To allow people to get that drunk to believe a complete lie mm. because they're going to flatten themselves. Mm. Mm. And so, you know, that's, that's just unkind, isn't mm. it? I mean, the, 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 it's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, Paul describes our world as sort of opposite to, to kindness and he says yeah. in 2 Timothy chapter 3 mark this there will be terrible times in the last days people will be lovers of themselves that's they're not kind people then mm. uh, lovers of money boastful proud abusive disobedient to their parents ungrateful unholy without love unforgiving slanderous without self-control brutal brutal not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, mm. lovers of pre pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but mm. denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. Mm. I mean, that's the world we're in, mm. and we have to call it out. Um, that doesn't sound that kind saying those words, does mm. it? I mean, what do you think to that? Yeah, a form of godliness. Hmm. That's right. People don't. People, people, people come to to you after a sermon, don't they, Pete, and say, "I loved your sermon." Yeah. Thanks for preaching that. Loved it. You're so passionate. And then well, not like, many come. Did you listen to, do that. to it? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then, then you think, are they gonna sort of, you know? And sometimes they people say that to you after you've preached a really sort of opening surgery sermon, mm. where you've tried to dissect people and show them their hearts and and show them. It's it's funny, isn't it? They sort of. Um, yeah, but it perhaps if people really heard and were open to the message of the gospel, which is a hard truth, mm. um, they would they wouldn't be. I don't know. I don't know really what I'm trying mm. to say. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, w I mean, it's uh, undoubtedly true that we we do live in a world which which harps on about kindness, but in fact is incredibly cruel, mm. and and that would be one of the opposites, wouldn't it? Cruelty, I think. Um, and you see that 
right the way up from the playground, you know, onwards. As you grow older, you become a little more skilled in covering it up. Mm. But basically, you know, I go to the playground quite a lot. Uh, and, you know, they, they, they're saying to each other all the time, you know, you're not my friend. Let go of that. Give that back. That's not yours. You go play over there. This is my friend, you know. And it's just... Like brutal. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, most kids get over it quite quickly. Um, so that's, I suppose, the advantage of having that when you're young. You tend to forget it. But um, you know, it's cruel. It's cruel. And uh, you know, most to be honest, most parents haven't taught their kids to speak to each other like that. In fact, they've taught them the opposite. But it comes out because that's that's what we're like. And and this, I mean, I'm just working on proverbs for this week. And Proverbs 17 is there's just quite a lot in there about how to how to handle conflict and be kind to each other. And although there are times when we do need to point out other people's offences, I think lots of the time we basically just need to drop it mm. um, and not make a big deal out of it and cover over offences. That's mm. what it says. Whoever would foster love covers an offence. Um, now, there is there there are times when you need to deal with it, but I think a lot of that, that's an expression of kindness, isn't it? Do you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't need to just bring this one up as well. A deaf ear and a blind eye, as Virgin yeah. puts it, is really yeah. good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You don't have to touch on everything. And no. Yeah. And that horrible expression, no stone unturned, I think we've dealt with that before. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm really going to deal with that on Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> yeah. Could, you know, Even though no one really says it anymore. I'm gonna no, but you're again. looking for <laughs> yeah. everything under the stone that's yeah, yeah. nasty and... and yeah. We are to forgive, and and we, I mean, I, 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 that's what I loved about um, the talk that we had on Pride. Again, we've probably said this, but we're all proud and stupid, uh, and we all fail in these areas. And uh, it's it it if we can sort of slightly laugh at ourselves mm. and see our own hypocrisy, it really helps in almost everything, mm. because you can say, oh yeah, yeah, I'm stupid. I am. I've been unkind there. Yeah. Mm. yeah okay and of course i mean you know i suppose ultimately in terms of cultivating we need we need to keep in step with christ don't we and walk with christ we need him to grow this in us and mm. so as with all of these things it's it's uh it's coming before the lord isn't it and saying this is what i'm like this is what i would love to be in my best moments this list of things but can you I need you to graft it into me because I'm just going to go back to the old man, you know, if if you don't. So um, dependence on the spirit to produce his fruit is is the cultivating way, isn't it? Um, Sorry, I've just just seen this verse, which which is in Romans 11, which is is quite an amazing verse because it sort of puts all of this. It says, consider, therefore, the kindness and sternness of God. So they do get. They're not. They're not opposites. They they go together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Quite quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Well, uh, I've I'm off Galatians five now. What is the next one? Sorry. What's the next one? Just gentleness. Doing? Gentleness. Yeah. Kindness. Gentleness. Great. Yep. So do tune in next week. We're going to be having a go at gentleness together. And as I said at the beginning, the rest of these uh, you can find on our website and on Spotify and other places where you can get podcasts. We've also done other uh, series. We did Animals of the Bible. We didn't touch on that today, but um, you know, a righteous person isn't cruel to his animals. He's kind to, kind to animals. Um, so you can listen to Bibles, uh, Animals of the Bible. We did Christianity A to Z, Doctrine Overview. Uh, really, really helpful stuff there. Sermons, uh, articles, all kinds of other things on the website. 
Thank you for tuning in.